0: It's one o'clock, I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines, lawmaker Ted Hoy is found guilty of three charges in his phone snatching case. The pan-democrats challenge Carrie Lam to a televised debate on extradition. And the new head of the Equal Opportunities Watchdog rules out legalising gay marriage. Democratic Party legislator Ted Hoy has been found guilty of all three charges against him over snatching a phone from a government officer in LegCo last year. Maggie Ho has details.
1: The Eastern Court magistrate said he didn't accept Mr. Hoy's defense that he was trying to stop illegal acts, saying he must have known he's not a law enforcement officer or electrical security guard. Mr. Hoy had pleaded not guilty to common assault, obstructing a public officer and accessing a computer with dishonest intent. The incident took place in April last year when lawmakers were discussing controversial immigration arrangements for the West Kowloon high-speed rail terminal. Mr Hoy said he was unhappy that government staff were following and reporting on the whereabouts of lawmakers.
0: Mr Hoy is due to be sentenced on June the 10th. Pro-democracy lawmakers have challenged the chief executive Carrie Lam to take part in a televised one-on-one debate on her controversial plan to change the extradition laws. The legislation would allow one-off extradition to jurisdictions with which Hong Kong does not have a formal rendition deal, including the mainland. Veteran lawmaker James Toe would represent opponents of the law. The Pan-Democrats convener, Claudia Moe, says this is an opportunity for Mrs Lam to justify her proposal.
1: We urge Kerry Lam to pluck up enough courage to... Uh rise to the occasion and uh, speak her mind exactly what she is trying to achieve uh, with this, uh, what we call evil law. And as my honourable colleague was saying, maybe, maybe she could beat our (laughs) veteran uh, colleague, James Toe. And as a result, uh, fewer people uh, would want to
0: take to the street June the 9th. A commission of inquiry looking into reports of substandard construction work in tunnels at Hong Kong station has heard that the MTR corporation has not yet done anything to address some newly identified problems. Richard Pine reports.
2: In his opening address, the counsel for the commission, Ian Pennicott, told the inquiry that cracks had been seen in concrete at the shunt neck and a significant number of reinforcement bars were not properly connected or not connected at all to the couplers. So far, he said, the problems had not been remedied. Similar problems had been identified at three other stitch points in the tunnels approaching the station. However, these had been fixed in July last year. Mr Pennicott added that it was not clear who was responsible for these defective works. While the Commission previously completed an initial set of hearings on earlier allegations of steel bar cutting at the station's extension, its focus has now been expanded to investigate new revelations of construction irregularities. It will also study why key inspection and material testing records relating to the north and south approach tunnels, as well as stabling sidings, are not available. The expansion of Hung Hom Station will accommodate new platforms for the long-delayed Shatin to Central Link project. The hearing is expected to take around 17
0: days. The head of the Equal Opportunities Commission says he will not push for the legalisation of same-sex marriage during his three-year term as it will be too difficult to achieve the change. Ricky Chu said he had reached the conclusion after taking up the post last month and listening to people's views. We should deal with
1: issues with less controversial impact rather than dealing with the issue as a whole. Uh, For example, difficulties or discrimination faced by people with a different uh, sexual inclination in terms of uh, employment, in terms of uh, the uh, usage of public facilities, also in terms of uh, rise in their education. These areas may be uh, less controversial. If we cannot handle or we cannot resolve basic issues like those that I've mentioned, then it would only be empty talk for us to uh, give a vision that cannot be possibly achieved at this moment.
0: At least 10 people have been injured when a taxi mounted a pavement in Aberdeen. The accident happened at around 9am on Aberdeen Main Road. Officers say a brake failure may have caused the vehicle to veer off the road. Lawmaker Elizabeth Quatt has warned that women visiting the new Zhiku Centre for Cantonese Opera are at risk of falling victim to upskirt photography. She has written to the government demanding improvements to the venue in West Kowloon, which has been included on a new list of 12 black spots for upskirting, identified by the DAB. The party says the list, which also includes the new West Kowloon station, the convention centre and the Harbour City shopping mall, covers places where glass panels or reflective flooring can leave women exposed. Ms Quatt said the list was produced in response to public complaints. We got uh, quite a lot of complaints from gentlemen. Uh, we have gentlemen complain that uh, when they uh, uh, walk across street, they are forced to view a scenery uh, that they don't want to see, and they feel embarrassed. Some villages and parts of Tinshiwai have reported the worst flooding they've seen in six decades. Authorities received several flooding reports from that area during this morning's amber rainstorm warning, which was, in effect, between 5 and 8.15 a.m. Villages in Shaqiu, Lichun, told RTHK that rainwater gushed into their homes and at one point was thigh-deep, damaging furniture and electrical appliances. US President Donald Trump has become the first foreign leader to meet Japan's new emperor, who came to the throne at the start of the month. Emperor Naruhito accompanied Mr. Trump as he received a ceremonial welcome at the Imperial Palace in Tokyo on the third day of his visit to Japan. Mr. Trump described the meeting as very special. Speaking ahead of talks with the Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, he said his trip so far had been constructive. We've had some great talk on trade, we've had some great talk on the
1: military and we discussed of course North Korea. I think we've made a lot of progress on a lot of subjects. Our relationship, I think, I can speak from the standpoint of the United States,
0: has never been better than it is right now with Japan. With most votes counted in European parliamentary elections, the previously dominant centre-left and centre-right blocs have lost ground to smaller parties. Some far-right groups and the Greens have made gains. Voter turnout was the highest in 25 years. The new parliament will be more fragmented. It'll also determine who gets key jobs in the Commission and European Council. In France and Italy, far-right parties have topped the polls. At a rally of the far-right National Party, led by Marine Le Pen, these French supporters said they were pleased with the results.
1: I think it's extremely promising, because instead of having a, a fading European Union, We are going to have a a supergroup of uh, people that believe in nations. We won the fact to uh, become a strong group with our uh, European allies, because we are also expecting our uh, allies in most of the European countries also to get
0: some strong scores. In Germany, the Greens made major gains. In Britain, the outcome of the EU election was polarised between strong supporters and opponents of the country's planned exit from the European Union. The Brexit party led by Nigel Farage was the biggest single party with more than 30% of the vote. Addressing his supporters, he said the results showed voters wanted to leave the EU at all costs by the October deadline. If we don't leave on October the 31st, then the scores you've seen for the Brexit party today will be repeated in a general election and we are getting ready for it. Pro-European parties also made big gains. The ruling Conservatives and the main opposition Labour Party lost heavily. Qatar says Saudi Arabia has invited it to attend an emergency Arab summit in the Saudi city of Mecca after saying last week that it hadn't been asked. Qatar has been isolated by its neighbours because of allegations, which it denies, that it supports terrorist and extremist organisations. Here's the BBC's John McManus. Two years ago, Saudi
1: Arabia, Egypt, the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain imposed a diplomatic and economic blockade on Qatar, alleging that it was involved in sponsoring terrorism and was too close to Iran. Relations deteriorated to the point that Qatar's national airline was forbidden from flying over the airspace of its Saudi neighbour. It now appears there may be a tentative step towards normalising relations. After originally complaining that it hadn't been invited to a summit to discuss attacks on oil installations and tank- Qatar has
0: confirmed that it has been asked to the meetings in Mecca on Thursday, but it hasn't yet said whether it will go. A court in Iraq has sentenced three French citizens to death after finding them guilty of joining the Islamic State group. They were among 13 French nationals captured in Syria and handed over to the Iraqi authorities earlier this year. The BBC's Alan Johnston says rights groups have strongly criticised the trials.
2: The defendants were among thousands of suspected IS members captured in Syria but recently transferred to Iraq. Courts there have tried hundreds of foreign jihadis. Many have received long jail terms or been condemned to death. But it's understood none have yet been executed. Human rights activists have heavily criticised such trials, which they say often rely on circumstantial evidence or confessions made during torture.
0: The South African President Cyril Ramaphosa has signed into law a long delayed carbon tax aimed at lowering emissions of one of the continent's biggest polluters. A tax of eight US dollars per tonne of carbon dioxide will be levied from next month. Here's the BBC's Will Ross. This carbon tax was first discussed by the government in 2010 but's been postponed at least 3 times after meeting strong resistance from industry. President Cyril Ramaphosa wants to help South Africa fulfill its pledge of almost halving carbon emissions over the next 10 years. Campaigners say this tax doesn't go far enough, but the government's in a difficult position. Whilst climate change poses a great risk, South Africa's in an economic crisis now. President Ramaphosa badly needs to attract investors to create more jobs, and an unpopular tax would play into the hands of his political opponents the car makers fiat chrysler and Renault are expected to announce they've been negotiating a possible alliance sources within the company stress that though they've been holding talks for some months the situation remains fluid here's the bbc's katie austin
2: It is a time of great change for the world's car makers. Pressures on the industry include falling sales and the need to increase production of electric vehicles. The Fiat Chrysler Group is not immune to those pressures. More than a quarter of its plants around the world are in the US. There have been reports that it is in talks with French multinational Renault, which doesn't have a US business but is seen as an electric car pioneer. The benefits for both companies are clear at a time when all manufacturers are looking for strategic Advantages and the benefits of scale.
0: A short time ago, the Hang Seng index was at 27.197, 155 points down on the previous close. And currency as the US dollar is trading at 109.44 yen, the euro stands at 1 US dollar and 12 cents, the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 99 cents. For a look at sport, here's Damon Pang.
1: Thank you, Steve, and Hong Kong gymnast Shaq Wai Hong has won his first World Cup gold medal, grabbing the vault title at the event in Croatia. He used a new routine to achieve a score of more than 14.7, beating rivals from Italy and Israel who took silver and bronze. Shaq wrote on social media that he had been waiting for this prize for 10 years. The 27-year-old is a two-time defending Asian Games champion and said he was glad to finally upgrade his title to World Cup winner. In track and field, Hong Kong's Tiffany Yu has broken the SAR's long jump record for the fifth time in less than a year. Her jump of 6.27 metres at the Taiwan Athletics Open got her a gold medal, and it was one centimetre better than her previous mark set earlier this month. The 21-year-old also grabbed a bronze medal at the Asian Athletics Championships in Doha last month. Onto football, and Atalanta has qualified for the Champions League for the first time in the club's 112-year history. They beat Saosuolo 3-1 to finish third on the season, joining Italian champions Juventus and runners-up Napoli in Europe's top competition next season. Inter Milan is also in after beating Empoli 2-1. And while AC Milan won the final fixture, they were one point short of the top four and will have to settle for the Europa League next season. Ice hockey and the Boston Bruins are set to have winger Brad Marchand ready for Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. They'll host the St. Louis Blues tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. Marchand tweaked his hand in practice last week and missed a training session. He's Boston's leading scorer in the playoffs with 18 points and he says his team have their sights set on one goal
0: only. If you're not playing for a Stanley Cup at the end of the year, what's the point? Regular seasons don't mean anything, so the only reason we play regular season is to try to win a Stanley Cup. And if, if you don't win, you might as well not even make playoffs because you're a loser just like every other team.
1: St. Louis captain Alex Pietrangelo says the two-team staff will be the difference in this series. Because at this point, we've all played a lot of hockey, We're pushing what 100 games now. You need to use everybody in every situation. So both teams have their depth, and the depth part of this series is going to be really important. And Marco Antilla helped lead Finland to its third world hockey title in Slovakia, scoring the tying and go-ahead goals in a 3-1 victory over Canada. Antilla tied it on a power play early in the second period, and the Finnish captain made it 2-1 early in the third. On to tennis, Roger Federer made a winning return to the French Open with a dominant first-round victory over Lorenzo Sonego. The Swiss was playing at Roland Garros for the first time in four years and he beat the Italian 6-2, 6-4, 6-4. And that's your The news from
0: RTHK.